all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, my fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. We're back live on the Dark Matter Radio Network on this beautiful May 21st, 2014, broadcasting from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I am Angel, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alan. Alan, say hi to the world. Hi, world. There you go. That's Alan saying hi to the world. If he sounds a little bit weird, it's because Alan is joining us from a remote location, parts unknown, and uh, that's just the uh, the answer we're going with for the night. But Alan, how's your week, your week been, man? How you, how you been doing? I've been doing okay. Uh, I was uh, down in, um, where was I this week? Uh, traveling around from not my normal base of operations. Uh, I ended up in Stewart, Florida for the weekend. And, uh, you know, right on the ocean, you get to see some really amazing stars and stuff flying in between them. Very nice. We don't get any stars down here with all the, uh, you know, the exhaust fumes in Florida. All the oh, nasty I drivers. It- Really, I thought it was all the Cuban cooking, having all that smoke going up in the air. That, too. That does not help matters at all. It does not. Love Cuban food, though. Got to love that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we're going to be joined in about 30 or about 25 minutes with our guest for the evening, Mr. Rich Giordano from the AZ UFO Show. And, uh, yeah, he's a little controversial there, Alan. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rich. Uh, he's been on the uh, the documentary Fast Walkers, which came out a few years ago. And, uh, you know, he's he's controversial in a lot of the stuff that he's recorded out in Arizona. He has really good UFO footage. And um, I don't know if he likes Cuban food, but we could ask him that on the uh, on the show. Okay, but but ho- I can on, tell you on, this much. On, he's got on, some on, good footage, man. Yeah, hold on one second. If he's controversial... Yet he has good footage. What is he controversial over? That's the controversial, controversial part. And there's other stuff that we're going to get into. You know, he's like I said, been around ufology for a long time. He's actually been doing a show for I think almost seven years now. So oh, he's, okay. Yeah, he's been around for quite a bit. So it's a, it's a lot of fun having him on. He's actually been on with me before, and uh, for a little bit he hosted uh, his own show on PSN Radio. Uh, which, by the way, guys, we are live on PSN Radio. Also, if you guys want to join the chat room, there's a chat room over there on uh, PSN-Radio.com. So please join us if you do want to call in. Yeah, that's right. Call in. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. If you do want to call in. You could do that. There's a couple of ways to reach us. One of them is through Skype. Look it up, PSN Radio. You'll find us, and uh, you can call right in. The other way is the old-fashioned way. Dial the number, 786-245-8127. That'll get you right into our call. And we do not screen calls. We take you live on the air, unfiltered. So please, no cursing. Keep it clean. Keep it nice. Keep it on topic. But by, But most importantly... 
be absolutely fascinating when you call in. I think that's a great, great thing because neither of us are fascinating. Not you, that's for damn sure. No. Me? Yeah, I'm mund- kinda. I'm mundane. I'm just such a muggle, it's not funny. You know, you would be a great muggle. Thank you. Thank you. Or mugle or whatever. Muggle, muggle. Oh god damn. Mugle, muggle, I'm not really hip with the uh the Harry Potter stuff. Sorry. Okay, muggle, muggle. M- muggle, or oh, whatever. Uh, we've got a couple of stories we want to go over before we get rich on the line, though. And, um, you know, yeah, Alan, I, I sent you a couple of them. The most interesting of them. You know, that that was uh, – <laughs> actually, that was going to be my second story that I wanted to go over. But we can go over that one if you want. The uh, T-Rex found on Mars? That the one we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah. That I, I found that photo rather interesting. Um, it, you know – I, I don't know what I would call. I don't know if it's real or not. Uh, you know, it could be the same color as the surrounding area because it's been pretty much sandblasted. Um, it could be a pile of rocks that kind of just looks like a skull, but I don't know. Here it is. Uh, this is the article. I'm actually going to post this also for all our sky watching fans that want to check the article out and want to read along with us on our uh, Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash sky watchers radio. It's supposed to write on there right under our, uh, actually it's the first article. So it's no, nothing under it. It's the very first thing you're going to see uh, posted on there. Now the article reads Mars skull of an alien T-Rex found in a photo of Martian surface. Uh, but then it goes on to say, except obviously not, which I don't know what that yeah, means. But... I, all I know is, is, you know, this is very similar to that Sphinx um, and Egyptian statue um, image that we had a conversation about in the beginning of February, where it actually looks like the, there was a column that was cracked in half nearby right. it. You know, I, I'm just saying, you know, it's it's... It's unusual, and, you know, it's it's there it is. Well, here's the article. It reads, Conspiracy theories have identified what they claim to be a skull on the surface of Mars. The oddly shaped object, which is overwhelmingly likely to be a funny shaped rock, let's be honest, was discovered in a picture taken by a $2 billion piece of machinery, the Curiosity rover. $2 billion, and that's all they got, really. That's an awful waste of money. Anyway. I just uh, want to know. Again, here's the important question. When you know, they have all these sorts of tools and 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 sensors on on the rover. Why don't they have microphones? That's that's an excellent question. Excellent question. Anyway, it says here the Curiosity rover posted uh, this uh, to the web, and it was posted on the web by NASA, I should say. The picture does indeed look like a dinosaur skull with uh, the spaces for the eyes and the jaw-like shape on the bottom half of the rock. <clears throat> I mean, skull. And it says here, sometimes uh, it something this... Some, well, let me read this again. Something that is real evident or evidence that this could be an ancient skull is the ridge behind the eye socket. I... Whatever, I mean, kind of looks like a rock. Anyway, compared to both skulls, and uh, both skulls to, I guess, a real dinosaur skull here. And uh, you see a lot of things in common. The eye socket, the nasal cavity behind and above the eye bone ridge. Um, you know, it, it, it looks interesting, but it, it could be a pile of rocks, man. This is the thing. We're getting, uh, this is the kind of news that NASA gives us from the stuff on Mars. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're finding oh, much cooler stuff than this. Yeah, all I could say is if they find a second one, then I'm not going to dismiss it. Well, if they find one where you can actually see, like, teeth in the jaw, then we're good. 
But I mean, this just an oddly shaped rock. And there's I don't remember the term for it, but you know, like how people see faces and clouds and stuff. I mean, this is what this is. Paradilia. That's the word I was thinking. I'm Cuban. Sorry, folks. But par- what is it? Paradilium. Paradilia. I guess that's the word. Anyway, we'll go with that because I, I don't have anything to counter you with. But that or matrixing. You could call it matrixing when the mind sees stuff. Whatever you want to call it. Patterns that aren't there. Yeah. Right, and I think that's what this is. Is you know somebody said, "Oh man, look at that! It must look like a T Rex." And why a T Rex of all animals? I mean, it could be any kind of animal. Why immediately they thought of a T Rex? I see this, and I don't see T Rex. I'm sorry, I see a rock, oddly shaped rock, and that's really a lot of the stuff that we get from the rover is just oddly shaped rocks. And and then you see the YouTube videos where, oh look at that! It's a humanoid. It's found on Mars. It looks like a Sasquatch walking on the surface of Mars. Really? It's a rock, dude. It's a big, giant rock. Okay, then you explain to me the light anomalies that showed up three weeks ago. That is weird. Not okay. explaining that one. That one's weird. I, don't, I still don't have an answer for that. Uh, but even though there was... Uh, remember, we talked about that with um, Alejandro. Uh, Chi mm-hmm. Rojas from Open Minds. We have a couple articles from there next, by the way, guys. But uh, remember when we talked about that, you know, he kind of gave us the rundown of what he thinks that was. It was just some kind of an anomaly. Uh, because they, remember, they were taking pictures simultaneously on both left and right side of the cameras. And one of the sides picked it up, but the other side didn't. So why would that happen? You know what I mean? Uh, one of the uh, cameras was winking. I don't know. I don't think it works that way there, Alan. I just, no. Well,. All I know is is that I, I I can't say that it was a cosmic ray, it, you know. It it literally was from the surface. Yeah, that line anomaly can't be explained. Now, again, yeah, I'm with you. I don't have an honest explanation for it, and I know Alejandro. You know, God bless him. He, he says, ah, oh, just an anomaly, which is funny because you know Alejandro, of course, open minds. You, you know, move on. They would want that to be something extraterrestrial of all people. And when he says, ah, oh, it's just a glitch, that you know brings me down a little bit because I, I will almost yeah, expect him to be all like. There's been another glitch found because they found another light anomaly since then. Aha! Got to get that one ordered, Alejandro, and see what he says. All right, well, we'll discuss that with him. See, yeah. now, if they find a couple of different things that look like skulls, you know, I'm I'm just not going to be able to dismiss this as just being a rock. But you until have to find happens, other. Now, what are the chances, though, that uh, there were dinosaurs on Mars that looked like the dinosaurs on Earth, though? Well, it depends. Uh, was, mm. you know, it? what's the joke? Was Noah's Ark really fr- just on Earth, or did it go through the Sea of Stars and end up here. Or did it come from Mars and end up here? Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. that's the That's where he was that going I... with that folks, yeah. Exactly. So, someone threw that one out uh, the other week and I'm like, um um okay. Uh, isn't that like the plot to like one of those Mars movies uh, that came out a few years ago? Mission to Mars or Oh yeah, that was actually a pretty good movie that you know and you know they showed the transition of how Humanoid life originated on Mars, but because it dried up, it came here and right. it thrived here. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. That was actually a pretty good, pretty, pretty good movie. I enjoyed that one. And completely I, plausible, by the way. I mean, that could totally happen, or totally have, have happened. You know, it, it it is possible that both Mars and Earth were at one point in time both in the Goldilocks zone. That is also possible. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about billions of years ago, folks. We're not talking about, you know, 
200 years ago. Uh, takes billions of years for stuff like this to happen. But that would explain why Mars lost his, you know, its oxygen, most of its atmosphere, and all that stuff. Uh, if it got further and further away from the sun, yeah, we're probably going to find there's a lot of ice on Mars because a lot of, uh, you know, further it goes, the colder it gets. So that would make I'm sense. I'm still not convinced that it doesn't have an atmosphere. Oh, no, it has an atmosphere. It's just a lot smaller than Earth's. Okay, you know, I think they yeah. have a... I'm just, okay, let me rephrase that. Atmosphere. I'm, still not, I'm still not convinced that it doesn't have a breathable atmosphere that we could breathe in. Mm. I've, uh, uh, the reason I say this is, is that uh, someone pointed out to me something really, really interesting, that all the photos are, you know, why are they always, always in black and white? And in red, why is there no true color being shown? Oh, no, that's not true. They've actually released a lot of uh, more true-to-life colors from Mars. And it's funny, when they started doing that, guess what started showing up there, Alan? Blue skies. Yeah, blue skies, baby. You know what that means. Water oxygen. is somewhere nearby, and there's oxygen in the air. Huh? Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. If it's blue skies, I think we might actually have a breathable atmosphere there, uh, at least in some pockets or at least some po- you know, maybe closer to the polar caps. I I, I don't know, but um, I would not be surprised if it if it's possible for there to be a breathable atmosphere there on on Mars. It's it's hey, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So, and we really are obsessed with Mars, especially NASA and the space program. I mean, Mars is one of the uh, the planets that they look at the most when it comes to any exploration or possible men explorations. You know, men. Uh, men mission explorations. Uh, Mars is right up there in the top three where they want to go. So there's a reason why Mars is so important and interesting to us. There has to be a reason. Now check this out. We're going to move on to the next story here. <clears throat> UFOs oh. crash in China, and villagers are shocked by the huge ball of fire that it left behind. And there's actual there's a video to this. Uh, we actually see a huge ball of fire in the sky. It says here, residents of a village in, uh, in China, in the province of China, reported that three UFOs fell from the sky on Friday morning, according to the China News Service. The uh, circular metallic object crashed to the ground of two countries, uh, counties, I'm sorry, counties, after villagers heard a huge piercing sound, and then some villagers saw a big fireball that eventually fell in a vegetable garden owned by the residents. And uh, he says here, and I'm going to quote, he says, I saw a huge ball of fire. I thought it was a meteorite. And one villager said, uh, and they quoted this to Chinatopics.com. Uh, they reported that he said, I hid inside my house and waited until the object landed. And uh, further, it says here from China News, further described the ball-shaped object as a silver gray and surrounded by jagged edges and uh, had burn marks all over it. Uh, there's okay, actually now, a photo of this thing. Interesting. Yeah, there's, all, there's three objects that fell, but only one photo. Are they right. all identical objects or are they different shaped objects well, is that's my a good question. question. Well, yep. While investigators arrived on the scene uh, of the uh, vegetable garden to examine the object, stories began to emerge, uh, offering a possible explanation for the excitement. According to uh, ECN.CN, the official English language uh, website in China, or, or of China's uh, news service, uh, just before the Chinese village residents witnesses, uh, witnessed an unident- a UFO, an unidentified flying object in the uh, sky above them. So there was already reports coming in that there was 
objects being seen before it actually crashed. A Russian Proton M rocket uh, carrying a, com- a communication satellite experienced engine failure shortly after its launch Friday morning, burning up in the Earth's atmospheres. Uh, it says here, while Russia maintains the rocket mostly disintegrated above the Earth, China media suggested some unburned portions of the rocket uh, accounts for the objects that crashed in the ground. So that's the explanation they're going with. It's uh, a, Rus- a Russian rocket that... Uh, have it malfunctioned, and well, this is what the results are over in China. I think, that, I think that's the most likely answer in truth. That's yeah. why I said until I see photos of the other objects that are shaped oddly that fell, if they're all three pieces, all three objects are identical. Yeah, I'm not buying that. It's um, it's it's the rocket, but if it's different oddly shaped things, and it says. You know, made in China, uh, or not made in China, but made in Russia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that would tell you. That would tell well, you just, from the uh, image in here. I mean, you really can't see much. I mean, it, it looks like it's burned up. It looks like a piece of metal burned up. Uh, it looks odd, sure. I mean, it, look to the uh, to to the to the novice, to the person who doesn't know any better. Yeah, it'll look like a UFO crashed on their field, but uh, I'm pretty sure there is a way to figure out what it is, and it makes perfect sense. I'm actually looking at a picture of a Russian Proton M rocket right now, and um, I guess there's some um, there's a p- couple pictures online of what part of the rocket this could be, and it's very plausible. I mean, supposedly there's a lot of articles of these things actually malfunctioning, so it's not the first time something like this has happened. I guess it's the first time one of them have landed over China and done the damage that it did, so... But, well, uh, if you're using vodka as the fuel, yeah, um, yeah, that could happen. Very plausible. But interesting story nonetheless, and again, you guys can read along with us on Skywatchers Radio on Facebook, so check that page out, like the page, and read along with us. Uh, moving on to the next story here, and uh, this one is pretty interesting as well. I don't know if you got to read this one yet, but it says here, and uh, it says, let me get to it here, hold on. This is the secret Google X internet balloon everyone oh, yeah, thought yeah, was yeah. a UFO. Did you read that article? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. I knew about it beforehand as well, too. But uh, I find this one really interesting. Now, check this out. It says, the hardest thing about Google X's project, Loon, hasn't been the engineering challenge of beaming high-speed Internet down to the uh, far-flung corners of the world from 60,000 feet up in the sky, explained Richard Deval, the founder of Moonshoot Project. The Moonshoot Project. Uh, it's trying, actually, to control all these freaky balloons. And he didn't use that word. He actually used a different word. Uh, he says, Deval sporting a pair of Google Glass on stage. I hate those things, by the way. The Google Glass. I tried one on. Yeah, it's so know, annoying. You know what we call people that wear them now? Uh, idiots. Glass holes. Ah, there, that's a good one. I like that. But anyway, uh, Deval sporting a pair of those uh, glass holes on stage at the Smithsonian's uh, Future is Here event this uh, weekend gave us a rare behind-the-scenes glimpse at one of the uh, secret, uh, secretive lab's most high-profile snafus. Snafus. Snafus? Mm-hmm. He says here, I, and I want to quote again, he says, I can tell you all about one of the unexpected things that happened, he said. Uh, we created a mass UFO sighting across the U.S., Oops. The most famous of these occurred two years ago in Pike County, Kentucky. Citizens spotted and captured UFOs, uh, actual footage, on an aerial object unlike anything they'd ever seen before, and it was floating high up in the sky. says, and I don't understand, uh, and I quote it again, it says, I don't understand how it could stay up there in space. 
or in one place. Uh, there was no sign of propellers of any kind or uh, propulsion systems, no gas coming out. Uh, one of the reporters, uh, one of the reported people said, uh, Alan Epling is the person's name who first spotted the uh, flying object. The airplane uh, industry reported they didn't have any planes in the area either, and police were equally stumped at the time. And uh, this is here after much speculation, conspiracy theories, and subsequent sightings in Virginia and Tennessee, Google admitted the mysterious floaters, not the one in the toilets, the one in the skies, was (laughs) one of the balloons... They were testing for Project Loon, because we're all a bunch of loons here in ufology. Mm -hmm. The UFO community wrote the claims off as a publicity stunt and remained skeptical. Hmm. I still don't believe it. On Saturday, Duvall revealed to the public for the first time uh, the once unidentified flying object was actually codenamed Falcon 11. And it's a 120-foot-long transparent mylar balloon made in the house of the secret Google X lab. Google. That's going to be like the next Area 51, Google X Labs. I don't know about that, but I'm has sure like there's has yeah. a sinister name to it, Google X Labs, almost like X-Men type of stuff, you know, which there's a new movie coming out, by the way, plug. Uh, this is a, a balloon that, hold on, this is a balloon that went rogue, Deval said. The Loon team launched a massive uh, spherical internet-carrying balloon from California on what was supposed to be a short-duration test flight, but it ran out of juice, and they lost track of it. How, did th- how does that happen? They then followed its course eastern or eastward by uh, checking in on a UFO forum online. We tracked the balloon by outsourcing to the Internet UFO community, Deval said. It drifted all the way across the county. Uh, the country, getting to Kentucky, to the eastern seaboard, and all the way up to Canada. A. Eh? Now, oh, no yeah. one, yeah, no one outside of Google X knows this. Well, now that the whole world knows this, he says, you know, everybody knows it. Uh, but he says I caught up with uh, Duvall after the event, and I asked him if the Falcon 11 was still in use, and if the particular model was benched after his extraterrestrial disappointing act or disappearing act. Uh, turns out that uh, it turns out. In one of many models, uh, all the balloons' uh, prototypes are named after birds, starting with A, he told me. So that gives you some sense of how many attempts there were before they actually got the design right. And the Falcon is from back in 2012. Hmm, mysterious year. Yeah, when I asked... We've seen things that are Google's fault. Uh, yeah, a lot of it, actually, I believe. When I asked Duvall what letter they're on now, he laughed and said, unfortunately, <laughs> he wasn't able to talk about that. Uh, surprise, surprise. Huh? If but, I told you about Google, I'd have to kill I'd you. I'd have to kill you, yeah. But suffice it to say that uh, they were a lot further along. Uh, he then hinted that the lab is now working on totally something new. But he wouldn't confirm if it's even a balloon. Uh, that if successful could stay a loaf and floating forever. Permanent floater. Typical of Google X uh, vigory and uh, dramatic flare. They got the senses. They got the pieces of flare up there, all right. Uh, we'll be on the hunt for more details on this mysterious object. And in the meantime, Project Loon team will, uh, well, they'll keep their balloon designs to themselves and. They'll keep fooling everybody. You know, I wonder how many UFO reports over the last, uh, yeah, I don't know, 10 years have actually just been Google messing with us. Really? Like, eh, how, what's the percentage, you think, Alan? I have no clue. Um, I really, really don't know. Um, you know and I would, I would not venture a guess because we don't know what those evil, evil people there were doing. 
you know, between Google and Amazon, I'm sure that people are seeing all kinds of stuff in the sky that just belongs to those two companies. Because you know, Amazon <laughs> has the drones are going to be putting out pretty soon. Uh, you know, they got to test this stuff. I mean, they got to fly them and see if it works, and you know, go across the county and see if it takes it from one county. So you know, there's stuff flying. I'm pretty sure that people are like, "Oh man, I got some moonshine, and that looks like a UFO." You know, I'm sure that's happening. Pretty sure. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, Probably not. I, I, I'd just probably saying. agree with you. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'm just saying. Anyway, guys, we're going to be back in a little bit. we got Rich Giordano coming on the show here in about two minutes. Please stick around. Uh, open lines. If you, want, if you want to call in and ask Rich anything, please go ahead and do so. You know the number is 786-245-8127. That's right. And again, PSN Radio on Skype. This is Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. We'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. 
And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Free stuff for you just for listening to this station. Yeah, we got your attention. Here's how it works. You click on the radio loyalty banner right now and sign up. Then you keep on listening like you already do. But now you earn points. Those points add up, and you can trade them in for cool stuff in the radio loyalty store. Earn more points by sharing your station with friends on Facebook and Twitter, answering surveys, and by using the apps in the new player's app store. Pretty simple. Free stuff just for doing what you already do. Radio loyalty. Click the banner to join now. All right, everybody, we are back on Skywatchers Radio, and uh, with us now is the guest of the evening, Mr. Rich Giordano of the AZ UFO Show, and, of course, the documentary Fast Walkers that came out a few years ago. And, uh, like I said, a very controversial figure in ufology for many reasons, one of which is for his UFO videos. Some of the better ones have really have come out from Arizona. Rich, welcome to Skywatchers, my friend. This is your first time on the show, and I want to say thank you for being here with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I mean, this is the first interview I've done in over a year, yep. so I'm glad to be here. And thanks for having me. And uh, uh, yeah, very controversial. That's right. You heard it. <laughs> I have a lot to say, and I don't have any problem saying it. Nope, and, uh, nope. A lot of people hate me, you know, but the, those who know me love me. So yes. we'll see where this goes. And some <laughs> first like you, then hate you, and then they like you, and then they're like your buddies. Right. We have to fight to love. That's, that's the way it, it is. Goes. Me and Rich yeah. go back a long time. I've known Rich for, we're going back like what, almost five years now, Rich? Yeah. Five, six, yeah. Or, yeah. Right. It's, it's, um, it's amazing how time flies, isn't it? It's like a, not even a year ago. I remember everything. It's just really <laughs> weird, isn't it? Ah, it's so strange, man. You know, it's funny because Rich at one point did a show on PSN radio and everything, and then he disappeared for a while. And, and really, you've been gone for a while now from the scene. You haven't done your show in, in a long time, and you just recently came back and started doing it again. Uh, what took you away from the radio uh, show? And we'll go into a little bit of uh, the radio show itself and, and go into, like, your background and stuff. But uh, first, you know, why would you leave for, for about a year? I mean... I left because I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with you people. You know, ah. really. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Not you in general, but no, people. I people, just, I got you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I just started the show a long time ago, you know, 2006, with the hopes and dreams that someday I will be able to show the truth to people and let them know what goes on behind the scenes and let them know that everybody's lying and everybody's supporting the hoaxers just to get their name out there, just to make a buck. So I kind of did the show with that intention, good intentions, nothing. I didn't think I would be hurting anybody by telling the truth, but it turns out that uh, I got to watch my language. So yes, it turns yes. out that everybody here. People were hurt. 
Well, people in ufology are <laughs> people in ufology are very thin-skinned, and yes. you would think they're thick-skinned after all the stuff that they hear about their own stuff. But I'm coming to find out that they have so many people supporting them that nobody's told them otherwise the truth. And I decided that I would do my show, tell the truth about what I've learned, how, because I have over 10,000 hours behind the camera at this point. Yes. So in I, fact, Rich is one of the original people that you know we got the idea to do a sky watchers type of show because of our conversations back in the day because rich is a real sky watcher like we were all sky watching and rich was talking to us about sky watching when we were like that should be the name sky watchers radio <laughs> and, and rich i mean you, you we never really gave you credit you know years ago but really you're partly to blame for the name of the show true well, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that i guess yeah good good <laughs> <laughs> Well, seriously, so I've made the same mistakes that all these other people who claim have made you know, great UFO claims and have these great videos. And then yeah. I learned that, wow, I got the same thing they did on tape, but I actually show the whole video and come to find out that was an airplane at a distance or a balloon <laughs> at a distance or the sun was setting and it was really high up there and it just reflected off the balloon. So – you know, I started naming names and talking about people in MUFON, talking mm -hmm. about, you know, certain people that are really well-known and well-loved in the UFO community, which turned against me because people were like, oh, this Rich Giordano, he's talking about Bill Burns. He, Bill Burns is a respected this and he knows that and he has more years forgotten than Rich has remembered. So, you know, give, but give the respect where respect is due. And I'm like, no, I won't. You know why? Because they're still peddling those fake UFO videos as real, and I'm not going to let them get away with it. And that's what the show became. It became this fight against the machine, <laughs> MUFON, you know, you name it. Whoever yeah. was number one, I went after. You know, and, and it's funny because that's how I met Rich, and we're going to go into a little history <laughs> here. Uh, when I first met Rich, you know, and I said it a few months ago when I had this, when I had uh, Alejandro T. Rojas on the show, uh, the, the first person I ever heard on internet radio was Alejandro Rojas and I was like oh man this is really cool there's a guy on radio and he's doing a show about UFOs I've always wanted to do this I'm a big Art Bell fan and I love you know this kind of topic and this and that and then I started listening to other shows on the network and I found your show you were like the second show so it went from like clean cut Alejandro Rojas you know talking about MUFON and the UFO news and the great stuff and then I hear your show and you're like completely like it's you know a 180 from what's going on and, and you're bashing some of the same people that Alejandro's having on his show and talking to yeah. and this and that and I'm like wait a second what's going on here and look I've always had my skepticism over the years and and whatnot and I know there's a lot of people that you've gone after that obviously are hoaxing I mean, there's no secret that there's a lot of hoaxers in ufology. I have my favorite targets also. Uh, Billy Myers is one of them. You know, I'm, I don't believe Billy Myers. Uh, but, you know, it, it's funny because you were literally the second person that I heard on Internet radio doing this kind of show. But the first one doing it your way, which was, again, it was balls to the wall. It was hardcore. It was, you know, in your face. Uh, the one... Or I should say, there was a couple people that you went after, Bill Burns being one of them, uh, that I was like, wait a second, Bill Burns is actually a good dude, man. And, like, this other guy is actually a good dude. And I yeah. know this one guy, now he's a scumbag. But back then, I thought he was a good dude. And, yeah. you know, and, and I, you, this is how me and Rich kind of interacted. I called him one day. I remember I was in the, in the chat and everything. And I was like, Rich, I like your show, but why are you attacking these people? And... You know, I didn't get it. It wasn't, you know, so much that you were really, like, hating on Bill Burns or any one in particular person. You were right. kind of, like, 
pissed at the entire genre of ufology. And, you know, now, a few years later, we're looking at what's going on with the world of ufology and how so many known hoaxes are coming to light uh, and so many different things are coming around. Like, look, Stan Romanek was one of your favorite targets. Oh. And look what's going on with him now. You know what I mean? So, with you know, there's sometimes uh, there's some truth to some of the stuff that Rich was saying. And back then, you really went at like hard at Stan Romanek. I mean, hard. Yeah, I wished him death. He yeah. did. Not even kidding. That's no, exactly no, I, the words. I, I wished him, and I and I don't feel bad at all. And I'm glad that all the negative stuff's happening to him. And I also feel bad at the same time for those around him that are suffering because of Stan's hoax. And uh, what comes around goes around, and it came back tenfold for Stan. And a lot of people are like, oh, the government set him up. No, they didn't. Stan's always been um, – <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always been shady. He's always been a shady character. You know, and, and it's funny. I, I was kind of on the bubble with, with Stan because I had him on the show. He's actually been on Skywatchers before. And I was on the bubble with him. You know, I kind of I wanted to believe him just like the rest of the world. You want to believe that this stuff is true. You want to believe that this guy's having these experiences and it's all real. And, you, you know, you really, you know, you really want to believe the guy. And then I saw a video of him literally hoaxing paranormal activity on camera. Oh. On a talk show. I don't know if you've seen this. It, it was on some radio show, I think some Australian radio show. And he's like flicking a big lighter or something in the air. And he's like, oh, where did that come from? Oh, my God, where is that? We have ghosts. Like, literally, he's you know, like playing it off like there's a ghost activity going on. And the, the host is so, like, ignorant to what's going on and not really paying attention that he falls for it. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm done with Stan Romanek. Then a month later, two weeks later, whatever it was, the whole scandal breaks out that you know he had all the evidence in his computer that they they found yeah. uh which is kind of ironic that it was like two weeks a month later after that no it's video, not ironic so. it's not ironic because they've been watching him for a long time it doesn't just happen in weeks they've been watching him for a year and uh if you really want to know the truth uh stan has probably been doing that his whole life he just got Probably. caught yeah that's what happens you get you get careless and you get caught and i don't have believe it has anything to do with his video or with his uh that show from australia it just so happens the guy got buzzed oh no that was just coincidence it was yeah, coincidental. yeah, yeah it was well, just coincidental but one thing i am very well of course i claim to be the the best uh BS detector on the planet. I'm very good at detecting liars. I'm very good at knowing people when they lie, their body, their mannerisms, their facial expressions. You know, all that stuff that goes into lying, I can pick out and I can hear it. And Stan Romanek's video, that alien in the window, that is the worst acting job I've ever seen. Uh, everything about that video is all wrong. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything about it. It's all wrong. It doesn't make sense. It's a total lie. Well, anyway. But, well, that, uh, one I, that one I concede on. But Bill Burns, he's a good guy, man. You should really no, reconsider. <laughs> I apologized years later about the Bill you, you Burns. You did, actually. Comment. Yeah. What, you know, you did apologize. I remember you came, uh, was it on uh, one of your uh, block talk shows, right? It was on AZ UFO. Yeah, show. yeah. It was on my yeah. show. And um, I, I said, you know, I did a show called Who's Gay in Ufology? And, uh, <laughs> well, nobody talks about this stuff, right? Uh, I mean, how many black people, you know, sorry if I'm saying that, if that's an offensive word to people, but uh, African By the way, American everybody, if you want to send some hate mail, uh, please send it to Rich Giordano, not to our show. It's okay. I could use the attention. <laughs> um, how many African-American people are abducted? How many Chinese people are abducted? You don't see that. It's, I mean, they are, but we don't see them on TV. It's right. always the American, you know, Americans the white guy. doing it. Yeah. But anyway, um, 
I digress. Uh, <laughs> no, I but just, you know what? Uh, you, you did apologize to Bill Burns. I apologize. And I yeah, because uh, and, and it's like everything. That, look, it's like everything that happens. You know, the negative stuff they heard. I'm sure, uh, but when you apologize, I'm pretty sure nobody brought that to their attention. That you know, there was an apology said. No, the, yeah. there was an apology show I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> you probably remember I did the apology show and I still brought out the negatives anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> I said I'm apologizing for Jeff Woolwine because you know he's a nice guy, but he still faked those videos. You know that kind of show. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, um, Bill Burns. He is a great guy. There's nothing wrong with Bill Burns. I just don't like the fact that he admits to almost everything as being an alien contact or. Oh, that's not true, though. I mean, like, you know, this is funny because I'm now producing feature theater. Um, I get to talk to Bill Burns and Nancy Burns all the time. In fact, shout out to Nancy Burns. She's listening in tonight. Hey, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Bill. Hey, Billy. You know, they really are great people. And, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's been times where we've gotten into conversation and stuff. And, you know, Bill is as skeptical about a lot of the stuff as we are. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you got to understand when you're doing a TV show and you're doing shows based on going after certain material or going after certain footage or going after certain uh, people that are saying they're abductees or whatever, you know, UFO hunters, whatever they base their shows on, you have to kind of like ham it up for the audience, for the crowd. You know, that's kind of part of the job. But he is as skeptical as a lot of us. And, Believe it or not, the guy is incredibly knowledgeable, which is crazy. Like, I, I sometimes I tell Nancy, I'm like, just let him go, like, because he gets into like you know his little rants and he starts talking about stuff, and I'm like, just yeah. Shh, just let him go. It's I, I'm actually interested in hearing what he has to say right now, like, and especially when he goes off of like John F. Kennedy and Doctor Feelgood and all that stuff. Like, he knows his stuff, man. Like, he's one of the dudes that you just want to sit back and just well, say anything. You know, that's what made me want to apologize because one day I was listening to him on YouTube or something, right? And my, when I was married, my wife goes, uh, she goes, "Who is that?" I go, "Why?" She goes, "He's awesome. He, he just knows his stuff, and he's yeah. very, and he's very enthusiastic." She says, and I said, yep. "It's Bill Burns." She goes, "Get out of here!" And I'm like, "No, it's Bill Burns." She's like, "Don't you not like him?" I go, "No, he's good, I guess." <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "Wow, you know, I, I really looked into it a little further." But the show I do, the show I was doing, and still do, um, it's it's not to bring shock value. It's just to tell people straight out in a blunt form that this is what I think and I'm not going to shy away from my thoughts. And I know a lot of people in ufology are thin skinned and that's just it. I'm not thin skinned. You know, I've been called everything in the book too. People call me a hoaxer, a liar and all that other stuff. And that's one thing I I'd never done was hoax a video. So say it, try and prove it to me. I have nothing to hide. When people get defensive and they shout back at me, they have something to hide. That's true. That's what I feel. Yeah, it's very know. true. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I've I've admitted in the past that I hoaxed my own video. I hoaxed the UFO video, so I know how easy it is to hoax something and put it on YouTube and why, have people why, fall for why it. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? I did it actually as an experiment to see how easy it would be to actually fool people. Right, I did that too, and, and it that backfired on me. Well, see, I did it, and it not only did it work, and did people believe it. In fact, the video is still on YouTube. I've not, ta- I've never taken it down. It was even featured on some like website that I had not even known about. <laughs> They featured it on their website as an authentic UFO out of right. Miami, Florida. Uh, they sent me an uh, email. I saw the email like months after they had posted the thing. So it took me like literally when I went on the website, it took me like an hour to find it because it was so buried in there from all the new stuff. And yeah. when I found it, I was like, I can't believe they actually posted this stuff as an authentic UFO. Now, mind you, in the description of the video, at one point I even had put in there 
this is a hoax. I did this to fool you suckers. And people still were writing in the comments like, oh man, did you contact the government about this? This is amazing footage. And all it was, Rich, and this is how I know know, a lot of the stuff is hoaxed on there. All it was was an airplane coming towards me. I'm sitting there with a Kind of a cheap camera. I'm not lies. It wasn't the greatest. You know, like it wasn't. I don't think it had even four megapixels. Yeah, the cheaper the better. The cheaper the better. Exactly. (laughs) And literally, as this thing is flying towards me, it looks like there's an orb sitting on the sky just for like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) I and you know I hammed it up. Obviously, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, UFO, oh my god, look at that. This is definitely not an airplane. This is a UFO. And I swear to God, even my bad acting was not enough to convince people that this is a fake video. People still bought it. it. It's that easy. It really is. Now, you know, we know your history now. Now everybody knows what your show is about and what your show has been about. And they know that, you you know, this is what you'd like to cover. But do you believe that there's any authentic footage out there? I mean, you know, not only your footage, because I know you believe a lot of the stuff that you've captured is authentic. But, you know, how much of it is, you know, alien spacecrafts and how much of it is government spacecrafts and stuff that we're back engineering or, you know, just black budget projects that we're test flying out there. Because Arizona is not that far from that area where they do all kinds of weird testing on flying objects that we've got in black budget projects. You know what I'm saying, Rich? I know. And that's not a fair question because you're asking me something that nobody would know the answer to. But if I was to hedge a bet on it, I would say less than 0.001% of anything you see on the Internet is real. or government, And the rest of it, is it alien stuff? I don't know. Is it government? Most likely. Is it government uh, working on UFOs? Possibly. And uh, the, the percentages just uh, you know drop further and further. But everything you see on uh, the Internet, you're going to have to just dismiss it. There's just no way of knowing. And until we get that uh, footage live on the news, you know, as it's happening, that's the next thing that, that's got to happen for us to make make sure it's real. That's the only way. So I say and, point yeah, but zero one. Even yeah. that's not really great, honestly, because, I mean, they, it could Why? be some, some kind of a government uh, conspiracy, you know, sure. a hoax done by the government with the news involved. You know, the news branch is the next branch of the government. That's part of, of, you know, they're part of the government, dude. So they're ran by the government. So if Fox, all these big news corporations, if, if there is some kind of like William Cooper type of, uh, of hoax that's going to be played on the, on the world by the United States government, like William Cooper said in Behold a Pale Horse, you know, that's really happening at some point. I don't even trust the news outlets. Unless I see a gray alien standing right in front of me asking me to take him to my dealer or whatever, you know, until that alien is standing there, I really am going to have a hard time believing any anybody's story or or anything like that but at the same time you know we want to believe so badly in ufology and that's why all these little crazy cults and all these you know groups get formed and people get their followings and stuff and a lot of it is to make money i mean it, it really is we got to be you know real about it a lot of it is just for people that want to make money off of it and there is a lot of money to make because it is a fascinating subject it really is you know the subject are we alone you know that's a that's a fascinating subject, and I would say that, that you know I do believe there's aliens out there, and I do think at some point we've been visited. I do believe that much. Would you say you believe that much at least? I believe it wholeheartedly. I think the Ancient Alien series actually points that out. You know that TV show on um, History Channel. Yeah, I think uh, they they no no actually yeah what you no, don't know that, about it no you no never heard of it no no that's not a very good that's not a very good answer that's actually not a good show man that's no they've been debunked Rich I hate to break it to you. Oh, well, I beg to differ. I think you're wrong, okay? (laughs) All right, because that show is amazing. And the things they show and the technology. 
the technology that was used 12,000 years ago in Peru, and they have saw marks in the rocks, and uh... all that stuff has been debunked, man. In fact, uh, there's a, a very good uh, uh, researcher you should look up, uh, Michael Heiser. It's completely debunked the ancient yeah, aliens. Yeah, he works uh, for the government. No, no, no. no actually, there's other uh, there's no, other stuff proving no. that they were wrong on that. No, Michael's wrong. Stuff. No, no, you're not going to take away my enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Hate so, to break it to you, Rich. You know, and no. it's funny because we actually have uh, one of our members on PSN Radio who's been on Ancient Aliens. And wait a second. So the these gods that uh, supposedly come out of the sky and uh, uh, you know fire and all that stuff. That's uh, you believe that's actual god coming down, or do you think that could be aliens that came out of the sky and gave them technology and and stuff? You, you actually believe it's God? No, I actually believe it's just a figment of everybody's imagination, for the most part. But no, uh, you know the the whole uh, Machu Picchu, um, sure, part of the ancient alien stuff, where yeah. they're telling you, oh, there's no way these boulders could have been done by men. It must have been alien spaceships that came down with lasers. And look at the fine craftsmanship. Right? Sure, yeah. Uh, actually, at that period in time, all that stuff was done with sand and. Rocks. That's it. It was all sand. Those stones that actually are there are easy to stand down, and that technology existed with chisels and stand different sands. Oh my God! For I a saw long that time. show, and uh, I thought that was just worst explanation I've ever heard. But it's a true explanation. That could be done now. And no, it can be proven. it's not. It's not yeah. a good. Ex- it, it can be done now, but the manpower would take years and years and but years. But Rich, you're forgetting one thing. There was no internet back then. There was no uh, distractions, no movie theaters, no nothing. People worked for governments at that point. And people worked as slaves, mostly. And this is what they had their people doing. They but had them do the, this. What Just like the, the pyramids. The, they had them the do that. the that where the rocks were heated up and melted, and melted together, basically? How, do you, how did they, they get the rocks that hot? They, 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 made, they made all that up, Rich. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm wrong about everything, I guess. <laughs> well, it was nice talking to you. Got to go. Bye-bye. No. I just uh, ruined your, uh, your fascination with No, you aliens. didn't because I saw, I saw all that debunking uh, stuff, and I, I just tend to believe that um, I still want to believe that there were ancient It's Georgia Tukulus in his hair. That's what got you convinced, isn't it? That hair is mesmerizing, bro. Isn't it? It's amazing. He's, and it changes every show with his personality. You know, when the hair goes higher, he's more enthusiastic. When his hair is a little that. lamer, you know, I've, I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, he's more I, serious. You know, I think I'm just. I think I'm envious because I'm bald. I think that's what it is. But oh, well, isn't that by choice? Well, half and half. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. Like yeah, a George the, Costanza type of thing. Well, yeah, the ancient aliens are not being kind to me. They're making me bald in bald areas in my head. So, well, that I'm gonna blame that on the. I'm gonna blame that on the ancient alien gods. I no, shaved they... my head back in uh, February, and it was the worst experience of my life. My head was cold and clammy. Towels and shirts stuck to my head every time I tried to put them on. It was like the worst experience. I'll never do it again. <laughs> never. I shaved my head every other day. But anyway, we're well completely off course here. Uh, well, we want to <laughs> look like aliens. You know what? Actually, uh, <laughs> that could be our future. You know, a lot of people do think that the uh, the greys are us from the future. That you know, big heads, big bulging eyes. Uh, what do you think? Possibility. I, I, I looked like a Nazi gray. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I looked pretty. I looked like an Aryan. Wow. No, yeah, I had to go no, back to hair. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I had people were avoiding me at the supermarket. Well, let's see. You do shows like the ones you did back in the day, and then you shave your head and you walk. Around. Yeah, I could see that being a problem. 
Yeah, and you know. Well, anyway. Well, um, <laughs> now then you asked me, you you mentioned my videos and, uh, yes. you know, that I – Believe it or not, a lot of people haven't seen my videos in years because I have my website uh, was got a virus and there, and it's gone. I had to get rid of it. Not not the most recent one that I put up. Not the uh, paranormalempire.com. Were you talking about the uh, CN UFOs? The original website that was yeah. phenomenal, which was super super popular. And uh, I had some videos up there. You know, I got the uh, see. There's ones that people have never seen. Like I videotaped. Five times now, different ti- two times on the same day and almost the same time, triangles, two triangle formations. And um, five different times I've got this on tape now. And nobody else in the world has five triangles on tape like I do. Nobody. Now, Rich, let me ask you, though. What makes your videos different from, like, Wool Wines and all the other guys out there in Arizona who are recording balloons and Well, that's stuff. it. Because mine – Mine's at night, okay, number one, which is hard to debunk, I know, but when you get a triangle of lights that goes over your head, then all of a sudden they all dim out at the same time, or you get a triangle that flies over your head, then turns, and then parks itself, and then the lights all go out at the same time. And I got those on video. I have a fleet video, two of them, where you see 30 or more objects for, they formed constellations, the Big Dipper, Orion's Belt. I mean, we've got uh, the letter Y, and um, and all this comes from the night before. When I videotaped that fleet, the night before, I said to my wife, I was only skywatching for six months, and I said, I'm quitting the skywatching thing. This is a bunch of crap. You know, I'm only catching balloons, planes, and what I thought were UFOs are not. I go, why don't they just send me more than one object at the same time? Why do I need to do this? This is a waste of time. Then the next day I was out watering the grass, doing whatever, and I just looked up without my camera in hand, and I saw a fleet of UFOs fly over my, right over my head real low. It was like seven or eight of them, and I just freaked out. I said, and then I couldn't talk. I ran into the house, grabbed my camera, which was fully charged, sitting by the door. I got my camera. I looked up. I just happened to see them again. I actually videotaped them flying over me at extreme speeds. And you can see them darting back and forth in the frames, like crisscrossing each other. And then I waited a few minutes, saw one of these lights hovering, videotaped it. And then it started acting really strange like skipping you know on the in the sky like a rock on water and it started mm. moving and like the way it, it was described by kenneth arnold <laughs> yeah right just like that <laughs> well i guess that's where i got that from um yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it definitely is a good explanation that's the only way i could describe it and it did it, it kind of went it kind of looked like it was like almost like i think i called it it looked like it's on a pogo stick it would push up and then hover and then go down then then bounce back up and it did this pogo stick type of thing and then it, it was gone after a few minutes i couldn't see it so five minutes goes by i now this time i have my tripod the camera's on top of the tripod i'm watering the grass i'm like all right i guess that's over wait a minute hmm. what i just saw something flash i look up and i see two white dots in the sky and i grab my camera uh, I, and at the time, I got another camera, which I did not know how to use the um, autofocus properly. So it was just on auto zoom. And 
I would have to use a tree branch to actually zoom in to these objects. So I got behind the branch. It focused on the branch, would happen to focus on the objects far away. And then these objects just started popping up, pop, 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 like that. And next thing I knew, I counted 30 of them. Hmm. Didn't get it on camera because they popped up like right next to where I was filming. But I saw the flashes. Well, it was like popcorn. It just went pop, 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 pop. Huh. So I, I said, oh, my God. And I yelled to my wife. I go, honey, come here, come here, come here. And you can hear me yell to my wife. And I go, look up there. What do you see? She goes, nothing. I go, you don't see that? She goes, no. I go, look through the camera. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She goes, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. But now then they started forming constellations and that goes back to the night before the night before i said why don't they prove their intelligence to me you know show me something make formations geometric shapes and that's what i got on tape they actually it was almost as if and jeff willis talked about this last week on your show Mm -hmm. he says it's almost like you don't hear a voice but you get a feeling just to go outside yeah. and look up. And I can't describe it to you, but when he said that, it hit a nerve with me. And I hate it when I hear other people say it. <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, but it's like the most BS answer you could ever give anybody, right? But it's true. Yeah. So, uh, And I'm in denial still to this day um, because I did not want anything to do with UFOs the night before. But here I am videotaping a fleet. Now, I videotaped all this stuff, right? And the letter Y... And then I realized all this was from the night before. I said, why am I involved in ufology? Why am I feeling the urge to go out and videotape nothing? You know, I'm videotaping planes, birds. Maybe it's for this. Maybe I was supposed to see this tonight. So it was just weird how I was about to just be out of ufology for good. And then I had this immense feeling to look up and saw this fleet. Now, jump ahead seven or eight years later. I bring this video to somebody to, who's an expert because I've been bragging about this fleet, and I have two of them. And I said, you got to look at this video and, and just come over. Big screen TVs were really popular. You know, the, the mm. plasma TVs just came out. Yep. So we put this up on a, on a 40-inch monitor at the time that was really big. Um, the ones with the deep backs, right, like the huge No, 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 no. Or the thin was, ones. This was the bigger thin ones at the time oh, okay. out the back, but they were super heavy. And – well, I went over to this lab where they had all these TVs and monitors. So a couple of us gathered around. And one of the guys goes, wait, 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 wait. Go back. So we're looking at a, uh, the part where it looks like the Big Dipper. He goes, did you see that? And I said, no. He goes, roll, roll it back. So he goes back about 100 frames or so. And we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, you hear everybody go, oh! And one of the objects in the background decided to just move back away on its own and it just took off and then another one followed it and you can't see this on a regular tv or even on a small monitor but we started noticing that there were mirror images of the ufos that were on in the background it was almost as if they were projected to be seen and then the background ones were moving on their own while the ones that were vision and in white up front they stayed still so we saw two different types of UFOs in the video that I have in the fleet. So then we opened up my other fleet, which is about – this one was December 12, 2012, 12-12. I mean, yeah. I mean 20, 2004, uh, December 12, 2004. That's when I got okay. the first one. The second one was January thirtieth, two 2006. So I got the second fleet, and we noticed the same thing. And the second fleet popped up almost in the same part of the sky. And it did the same thing. They they all moved in unison, and then they a couple of them broke off and did their own thing, formed a 
you know, shapes and stuff. And, but that second one got stuck behind the sun and, um, I couldn't see them after that, but it was amazing to see. So I've got these videos that are unlike Jeff Woolwine's where he's got a video reflecting the sun and you can see a string or what he calls <laughs> the lizard tails, you know, um, he's got an excuse for everything. Um, Jeff Willis does have some good stuff. Obviously, his have been seen on uh, famous yeah. shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't deny that. But um, there you are... and Jeff go back a little bit too. You and Jeff uh, used to host a show together, right? Yeah, we started the AZ Skywatchers show back in yeah. two thousand, the end of two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, that was fun. Uh, we did really good. We did a three hour podcast. And, um, but you know, I was starting to be a little bold and started figuring out that ufology isn't what I thought it was. And Jeff was being talked to, to get off my show, not to be a host. I'm going to ruin his, uh, his His chances of, yeah, ruin his chances (laughs) of being taken seriously because I'm ruining ufology. So he decided it was best that he didn't do the show anymore. And I understand that. And I, I was upset because we had great synergy. We had a good show. And I really liked him, and uh, it just fell apart. And then that's when Blog Talk Radio, that's right, he did the last show with me on my podcast, and I said, Jeff, we're going to go live on Blog Talk Radio. Why would you want to quit? Let's, we're going live. Well, I was told I better not, so I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm like, all right, all right, best of luck to you. And then I gave him a few parting words, and that was that. <laughs> it's a shame, <laughs> no. though. You guys did have uh, good chemistry together. You know, he's talk about uh, knowledge. Jeff Willis has a lot of knowledge. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's very smart. And I have to admit, um, for a guy who's been into it for 25 plus years, he mm-hmm. does know a lot more than I do. And that's one thing I'm ner- I've, I've had to, you know, tell myself is like, look, bud, you're been, you've almost been in it for 10 years, but you're no way near a Bill Burns or a Jeff Willis yet. So just make sure to keep yourself grounded. So I'm trying, you know, I brought the show back and I'm trying to come back with a, a renewed vigor with no swearing on the show, trying to be a little more serious, not really going after people like that anymore, just doing a real good show. And what keeps you in, what keeps you into it though? I mean, you know, especially since you have your history and you know what you know now, like, or you suspect you know everything you know now, but you know right. what what keeps you you know in, into the subject? What keeps you wanting to do the show? Right, I do suspect I know what I know, and I could be wrong about everything, but um, but it is what it is. What keeps me going? Yeah, <laughs> you said it earlier. It's a good question. You said it earlier. It's the one of the greatest questions. Uh huh. I mean, what better way to talk about the biggest question in the in life? Are we alone? I mean, what if I was the guy who decided they wanted to talk to and, and be the voice of <laughs> reason? <laughs> I had a oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, you know, no, because I'm still gaining knowledge. Who knows? Maybe 10, 20 years from now, I could still be doing this thing and be a better person for it. And uh, maybe I could interview the alien. But that's not what keeps me going. What keeps me going is I still get the urge to go outside and look up. And I still see things, but I don't record them. I don't carry my camera with me anymore. Um, and I feel that's what they want. That I know that sounds stupid. Uh, that's what they want. I feel that if the aliens are out there and they ha- can talk to us mentally and we don't know it, we just get feelings. Well, at this point in my life, I don't feel like I need to record anything. I feel like I've done that already. And what else can I record except for the biggest thing that's yet to come? And that's a, the the true nature of the UFO, the the actual day when it happens. Well, here they are. Videotape it. Nobody's going to believe it anyway. 
Rich, so, do, you, do you think you've been abducted at all in your life? Because, I mean, if you have that kind of uh, communication with the aliens where they're doing stuff that you thought about, uh, you know, do you think there's a possibility that you've been abducted yourself? Man, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've had dreams or what I thought were dreams were so intense that I've woken up uh, to a pain in my left ear while I was sleeping and awoke to a blue beam being retracted out of my ear into the hand of an alien. Well, then, yeah, yeah, I guess I could Ouch. say I thought I've been, I thought I've been abducted. Um, it's very possible, um, but I don't know. I don't – I just – there's been two dreams or experiences that I've had that would – actually, there's more. I just thought of um, – I keep forgetting. When I was younger, I had an experience where I thought I saw a UFO in – the field across the street of a schoolyard um, and uh, the, there was static electricity in the air and I thought I saw something and then I blinked and it was gone. I mean, there were some things like that. I've had dreams where I've awoken to a, a rainstorm where the sun was just hitting the sky perfectly and it just gave the uh, an illusion that a, a UFO disc was in my front yard and the rain was coming down, but it wasn't hitting the ground underneath this disc that was being pelted by rain and every time the rain hit it i would see it the rain you know go a different direction so it it was really strange and i walked up to this object and i put my hand on the object and my hand kind of like melted into it kind of like a tempermedic mat tempurpedic mattress mm. you know your hand moves in yeah. well then i i slid my hand and then my hand disappeared inside what i found out was like an entrance and then i looked inside and it was this dark uh, in interior with a couple of seats that were strange looking and there was a voice that said come in sit down I came in I sat down next thing I knew I was whisked away I saw the earth get smaller and smaller real quick next thing I knew um, I was being taken underground and I remember being in an underground base and I've had that dream over and over again which I haven't had in a long time but if I was abducted and those are pieces that I thought were dreams, then it's possible. Why would I have these dreams? I mean, it's just strange. I remember being a child where I thought I could float, and I tried <laughs> That's because funny. I, I had dreams I've, about that. I've actually had dreams uh, as a kid of uh, floating and, and multiple dreams about floating or falling, something that I used to dream about a lot. But do you think, uh, I mean, have you ever thought about taking uh, any uh, steps into get, maybe getting regression, hypnosis, or anything like that to try to see if – there is something there. Maybe you were abducted. I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it. Um, but that's all it's, it was. I mean, who am I going to contact? You know, I, I, I'm sure they, I don't know. I mean, I want to get regressed. I really do. But I, I just, I guess I'm not ready or I, I don't know. I just haven't really put too much thought into it because I'm still in denial that the, the reality that I've been abducted just isn't real. I just don't believe it. I mean, truly, until I have real evidence, I don't know. I mean, you, have, you haven't found any marks or anything that leads you to believe you might have an implant, right? I've had marks on my body. Yeah, I've even taken pictures of them. Perfect three puncture wound puncture marks uh, on my leg, on my thigh. And um, it was like three points with the one in the middle. And I took pictures. I had it on my website years ago. I could probably find it somewhere on the Internet. Um but, yeah, I've had marks. Mm -hmm. Do you ever thought about maybe getting checked for uh, implants? Uh, no, I haven't thought about that. Um, 
you know, I used to get migraines and bloody noses. I haven't had any in a long time. I mean, the reason I ask is because there is some kind of a communication going on, especially if you said that you thought about, you know, what did they show themselves, what did they, they give me a sign, and then they kind of did it. Maybe they're in communication because they implanted you and they know exactly what your thoughts are. And they, that's the way they can communicate. Because I don't think they have some magical ability. They can just read your mind. Or, yeah. you know, I think everything is technologically based. You know what I mean? To us, it might look like magic or freaky, you know, uh, power that they have. You know, maybe they could speak in some kind of a freaky, t- you know, mental power type of thing. But I think it's just a form of technology we just can't understand. You know, that's what it would look to us well, like magic. But the debunker in me tells me this. It tells me that I, I want so badly to believe that UFOs are outside in my sky that because I just haven't been outside in 24 hours, I feel like I need to be out there. You know, that could be the feeling I'm getting. Well, you haven't been out in 24 hours. You should be outside. Go outside. And, I, you know, that could be the, the feeling I'm getting. Right. You no, know? but I mean, but asking, you know, show yourselves, give me a sign, do something, and then something happens. That's a little bit weird, man. That's, you know, yeah. there's some form of uh, listening going on there. You know what I mean? So, the very, would, um, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I would very look into fir- it. I know, and I should, and I will probably, but. And that goes back to my very first triangle sighting. Um, I was videotaping just one balls of light at night, which may or may not have been satellites. Now, I've looked into the the times and everything, and there was no indication there were satellites showing in the sky at the time that I videotaped that triangle before or after. Mm. And, um, And then I said, why don't you show me more than one ball of light? This stinks. Then the next thing I know, five minutes later... I saw two balls of light coming up from the the, the south, and then it kind of turned and went to the east. And then I looked on the video, and I didn't even know that I taped a triangle. There was another ball of light trailing behind the whole time, and I didn't even know it. I was just videotaping two balls of light, and there was a third one there the whole time, and I didn't even know it because the other two were brighter than that third one. So that first triangle sighting I got, was right after I said, show me something, more than one at least. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that's going to happen? Exactly. And that's just silly to think that that could happen to me, of all people, that, you know, they're listening to you. You know, that you <laughs> have the connection. You are this and you are that. I'm, From no, 60,000 feet out in space, we're getting this communication telepathically from Rich Giordano of the AZ UFO Show, and he wants us to show ourselves. Let's make it happen, number one. So, I don't you think know, that's happening, Rich. <laughs> but deep down, deep down inside, what keeps me going, why I keep doing the show, because I really believe that there are others out there. And mm-hmm. I believe they've been here. I believe they are here. I do believe it. And I have my video evidence that may prove that they are here. And maybe I, I don't have it. But there's something to the feeling, something to my feelings that tell me to just keep at it, keep going, and just do what you do. And that's what keeps me going. I, you know, I do the show. Whatever happens, happens. If it if it makes me want to go out and videotape things for the show, then that's what happens. If I don't see anything, well, maybe I'm just supposed to be out there for some reason or another. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of downtime. People think that you know we tape all this stuff and we get it all the time. I mean, we're talking maybe once a year you're going to see something. Right, you know, maybe twice if you're lucky. But yeah, what you are gotta, the odds? You, you got to be really suspect. You really got to suspect the people who come out with with like 50 videos in one month. They're like, really? You're seeing that many objects? Really? 
There's none of them could be satellites, airplanes, or balloons. Really, they're all alien spacecrafts, huh? I, and I know people like that, Rich. I've met people like that who every day they're like, "Oh, brother, I just got a huge UFO in the sky." And then I see the video, I'm like, that's either an airplane or a balloon or a satellite. It's one of the three. And uh, you know, and there's so many folks like that on YouTube. It's crazy. It, it really has become like comical almost how many hoaxers are on YouTube nowadays. Uh, and, you know, it, I think it all started getting popular to do back in the 90s when they did the whole alien autopsy and that was discovered to be a hoax. I think that's when people were like, you know what, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. yeah. Let's start hoaxing some more. Yeah, and the internet, you know, didn't help yeah. too much, you know. Yeah, um, the internet, man. Let me tell you, the internet I think is the worst thing in the best thing ever, uh, yeah. but it's but it's the worst uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, back look, Rich. You know, back when, like, let's say when Bob Lazar came out talking about Area Fifty One back in the, oh, yeah. the late, the early early nineties, right? Ninety one, yeah. whenever that was. Uh, back then, from the mid eighties to the early nineties, anything you saw reported, any videos you saw, like on sightings or on one of these shows, you know, you you took that stuff serious, man. You're like, right. wow, this is real stuff. Look at that. It's a couple of ships flying in the sky. Nobody. Nobody even thought about it. it could be a hoax or it could be faked or anything. But now it's like it's so easy. There's like some 12-year-old nerd who's sitting in his mom's basement somewhere in Colorado, and he's just hoaxing videos. Like anybody could do it just with a little software. You know what I mean? It's so easy nowadays, and that's all a result of the Internet. But at the same time, it, it's really, I think, the Internet has helped muddy the water so much that we can't take anything serious. Even no. the good-looking footage can't be taken serious at all like it's like you said it's unless you know and again we'll go back to the government saying that aliens are real i don't even believe that at this point like how can we ever tell can't trust the government that's for sure they even yeah. make apps on on uh you know and for the iphone and android that you can fake ufo videos by just putting the ufo in the picture <laughs> and it looks pretty darn good i have to admit <laughs> yeah. photoshop is an amazing tool my friend it just I know, it's, it's and that's incredible. why I, I, I'm like, my videos are just, I think, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say it, I think I have the best collection of UFO videos almost ever, and, I'm, and I mean that, I mean that because, Angel, you haven't seen what I have, you haven't seen everything, you've only seen pieces, you right. may have seen the humanoid, you know, that thing that looks, everybody thinks it's a real man and a jetpack, that's how good that video is, but what I saw through binoculars looks nothing like what you see on video. And is it real? Maybe. Is it balloons? Could sure. Why not? It could be, but it didn't look like it. It didn't through the binoculars. But I can't prove it. So that's one of those videos that I have that I hate putting out there, but I have to because I know what I experienced and what I felt and what I saw and what I videotaped. Um, but other than that, take out the humanoid video, those two, and I have a really good collection of UFOs. Not only that, I have a story from my parents, which is phenomenal. One of the most phenomenal UFO stories you'll ever hear. Ooh, do tell. I will tell. I talked about it on my show one time. Let me get a drink of water because I'm a little parched. Yeah, can I have some drinking music, please? Sure. That was great. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Continue. So. The summer, and I have some of this on video. Now, my parents used to live in the mountains, like literally in the mountains where there's a cliff, you know, like right in their backyard. Yes. So it would, they could overlook all of Phoenix. Now, I went over their house. It was Their house was kind of a year old. And up in, in the peak across away from them, which was maybe a, about 1,000 feet, 
not too far away, there was this little light. And my father goes, you got your video camera? I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, go get it. I want to show you something. I'm like, all right. That's weird. My dad interested in me and my camera. He never cared. He goes, when the sun goes down, I want your camera to be ready. There's going to be a light that's going to show up on the top of that mountain across the way. And I go, okay. So the sun goes down. I think this was 2009 or 2007. I don't remember. Um, or maybe 2005. I think that's when it was. Anyway, September of 2005, I see this light. and it's dim. And I said, so what do you think's up there? And he goes, I don't know, but every night it's there and we don't know what it is. And I said, you want me to research it? I'll research it. So I researched on the internet and there's nothing up there. There's no, um, like a cave entrance. There's no mining. There's nothing there. It's just the desert. And I go over his house three weeks later for dinner again. And he goes, Richie, I go, why? He goes, the light. And I go, what about it? He goes, it's brighter. And I go, what do you mean it's brighter? And he goes, the light's getting brighter every every week. And I said, what are you talking? All right, so I get, I wait till the nightfall, and the light's definitely brighter. So I videotape it, you know, and do a little research again. Still nothing up there. Three weeks later, I go over for dinner again, just like I do every month. And uh, he goes, all right, remember I told you about the light? I go, yeah. And my mother goes, it's so bright. You're not going to believe the brightness of this light, Richie. You can see it right now. And I look outside. The sun is out. And I can see this light on the mountain. I go, that's got to be a reflection of something. Maybe when the sun goes down, you know, it's, the rays are hitting it. I'm trying to come up with ideas. It's got to be a cave entrance, I'm telling them. No, Richie, there's no cave. Didn't you research it? I said, yeah, I did. Okay, now a couple of nights goes by. I get a call about 10 after 3 in the morning. And my mom and dad are on the phone yelling. And I go, well, what's going on? You're not going to believe this. Can you see over here? And I'm, I lived 40 miles for them. I'm like, I'm 40 miles away. How can I see? He's like, the helicopters, can you hear them? And I said, what are you talking about? They're taking it, I hear my mom yelling. All of a sudden, my mom starts screaming. There's men with flashlights all over the mountain area. And three huge helicopters waking up the neighborhood pulling this light out of the ground and they're lifting it and hoisting it and trying to get it up and all these men are around the mountain all along at the bottom at the base just making sure nobody can get to that area and there was three my dad he said the black hawk helicopters they're shaking the windows can you hear them i said yeah i can actually he goes what do you think what do you think and i said i don't know he goes oh my god he goes, Richie, look at this. Can you see it from your house? I said, no, I don't. I'm looking. And uh, they took this light out of the ground in a harness with three huge helicopters uh, following yeah. it. And, and they took this light out of the ground. But when you say they took the light out of the ground, did it look like a physical like object? Did it look metal no. in some parts with lights coming out or just no. like the light? It was just the light. They couldn't see it. They couldn't tell. They were so bright. They said it lit up the whole mountain. Like it was daylight when they pulled this thing out of the ground. And they, I said, how big was it there? We don't know. Maybe the size of a car, maybe a bus. We can't tell. It's so bright. And they wow. whisked it away. Yeah. What an incredible story, which was never on the That's news. Crazy. Nobody ever called. But the, the light was gone. And then I went over to their house the next night. And, of course, there was no light in the mountain. Damn it, that would have been so great to have been there. I said, get your camera out. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's the worst moment for it not to work. 
Well, they woke, got woken up from the helicopters around a quarter to three. So they sat there, didn't know what it was, and they saw the, all these men like at the bottom of a ca- at the canyon where they live with flashlights, maybe 20 people. And all the neighbors started waking up. And, of course, they're at the, at the cliff, and they can see their neighbors coming out and their lights turning on. So it woke up that whole canyon. And I uh, can imagine three helicopters you know, that big, that loud at that time taking away this light. And I've always wondered what that was because we hear things like this all the time in Arizona about lights in the mountains. You know, we had the Phoenix lights in 97. Yep. But um, we've heard about these lights that are in the ground and the next thing you know, they're gone. Like one day they're there, next day they're not. And it's very possible maybe they're ships or beacons for UFOs or maybe they're kind of – it reminds me of um, the the one movie – it reminds me of – wasn't it War of the Worlds? Yeah, I was just trying to think of that. Yeah. Where they were underground yeah. and then they came exactly, alive. Yeah. They got yeah. activated. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah, they were activated by this ball of light that just hit the ground. Well, maybe Very that similar. light was, was getting activated or charged up because maybe a mothership was nearing or, you know, who knows what. I mean, let me ask you, Rich, because, look, Arizona has been a hotbed for UFO activity for a long time. You just mentioned the Phoenix Lights and all that stuff. Uh, Why do you think that is? Why Arizona? Why that place? I don't know. Um, I I think it's the geological formation here. I think we have the ley lines that go right through Sedona, and there's a very high, uh, high energy source. You know, we've got a lot of activity in Sedona. So I think there may be some underground bases in in Sedona that um, are are there now that may have been there thousands of years ago, but they have a lot of um, vortexes, of vortices, or whatever you call them, that are up there. You don't feel a, vor- a vortex, you know. By the way, you just I would assume that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But some people are super sensitive to them that they get dizzy and whatnot. But supposedly you can't. But eh, maybe you can. But uh, other than that. I think it has to do with the ley lines that are around the earth and Phoenix and Sedona just happen to be right in line with the ley lines. How, you know, maybe the the UFOs use the ley lines to gather up energy or use them for navigation purposes. But when we had the Phoenix lights in 97, the big UFO that came over and before, you know, what everybody remembers is the lights that were captured on video at 10 o'clock. That's not the real UFO sighting. Those are flares. The real sighting happened at 8 to 8.30 when they came down from Henderson, Nevada and all the way through the center of Arizona and right through downtown. And a lot of people don't know this about a freeway in Arizona called the 51. The 51 on the walls of the freeway has a story that says the the sky gods came, followed this path of the 51, which used to be called Dreamy Draw. But it hmm. says the, the aliens came down this area, the, the uh, sky gods, and followed this route right to Estrella Mountains, which is the mountain of the stars, Sky hmm. Mountain. That's what the Indians called it, uh, Estrella Mountain, which is mountain of the stars. And this where the, that big UFO came in 97 went right over – that part of the freeway where it says this is the story <laughs> where the aliens came and they followed this uh this line right to the mountain star mountain and that's very amazing that that would happen that at 8:30 yeah do you do you think it has anything or any connections to area 51 being nearby also not too far off no i don't know uh we, there's a lot of other bases it could be connected to but Supposedly, that thing went all the way south, that UFO to Tucson, where there's many 
there's a lot of military bases out there, one big one. But uh, as far as the connection to Area 51, I don't know. I think I don't think anything's really happening like that over there as far as UFO technology. Uh, I now, do you they, do you believe the Bob Lazar story out of Area 51? Do you believe there's any legit legit information that came out of Bob Lazar? I am going to be Stanton Friedman here for a moment. And <laughs> That's not a bad impression, by the way. Shout out to Stanton. It's not a bad impression at all. Um, he definitely says it's not real. Right. Uh, that he, he doesn't believe it. Now, I tend to believe Bob Lazar in some way. Um, it's hard, Unless he's a sociopath, he's a really good liar. Because uh, <laughs> that story he came up with, he doesn't vary from it at all. It sounds legit, but... Yeah, you know, and also Stan Friedman made some comments that he, he can't prove where the bathroom is or where the <laughs> the lunchroom is. And, you know, so what? He didn't talk about that because it wasn't important to talk about. My question is how does Stan Friedman know exactly where the bathrooms and the lunchrooms are uh, in Area 51? Well, because I've spoken with people who've been there. Right. <laughs> no, because he has. He's He, he knows. Yeah, no, I know. Here's a question, though, uh, Rich. Check this out. I don't know if you've ever made this connection. What does uh, Bob Lazar and Stan Romanek have in common? What do they have in common? Yes. Is this a joke? No, this is a legit question. They're both liars? No, well, well <laughs> besides that part. No, there, there is actually some – there's there's a common bond between these two guys. Besides oh. the fact that they might be liars, there's something they both yeah. have in common. They're, they're brother-in-laws. No, that's not it either. You're wow. really bad at these games. No, Element 115. Oh, yeah, I know Element 115, sure. Bob Lazar spoke about Element 115 as the futuristic fuel that was going to power us to the stars, and this is alien fuel. Right. And, you know, that's stuff that we've been talking about since the 70s. It's not anything that's really been new. Uh, in fact, Element 115 has been done. It's been, you know, they, they've they've been able to, to create Element 115, but it's not a stable form of, it's not a stable source. It it. it decays and, and breaks apart really quickly. So it's not a, st a stable fuel they could use. Uh, but funny enough, years later, about a decade or two later, uh, here comes Stan Romanek, and he says that he had, uh, in one of his regression uh, therapies uh, sessions, uh, he came up with this formula, this mathematical equation for element 115. Oh, no. <laughs> Very funny. And he says, it must be the aliens, because there's no way I could remember all that. Mathematics? No. Really? Math? No. Me? Do you know? No. Me and Stan Romanek were supposed to be on the Oprah Winfrey show together. I would pay real money to see that, by the way. That I was invited to be on the Are Oprah Winfrey show. Are you serious about this, or is this no, a, no, a joke? No, no, I got a letter, um, an email, rather, from the Oprah Winfrey show. And it says, look, we're having a, a segment on our show about UFOs, and we saw your website, your your videos. And we're having a gentleman by the name of Stan Romanek on the show. Who, And then I said, now... Because I remember I emailed back and said I'd love to be uh, a guest on your show, but don't have Stan Romanek on your show because this guy's a liar. This was before his video came out. Oh, man. Missed opportunity, man. Right. This was before his Alien in the Window came out. I saw Stan on another show and just so happened to remember the name and everything. And uh, he was videotaping a balloon and driving down the road chasing this balloon and then stopping off on the road and asking people – mainly kids, 
what yeah. they see in the sky. Yeah. And they said, oh, it looks like a UFO and because he told them it's a UFO. Right. But, um, so he was going to be on the Oprah Winfrey show as an abductee slash UFO experiencer. And I think because of my, my bashing Stan and telling them not to have him on, they didn't have me on. Man, you missed a golden opportunity. Well, this is before that video, so you really That's didn't. amazing, yeah. though. It goes back that far for Stan because like I, like, I think he's been planning this the whole time. That's why oh, yeah. A yeah. really good. A lot of people don't know that he was. Uh, I think he was on the Oprah Winfrey show. Not sure about that. I'm gonna have to research that. You know, it's funny because I was uh, connected with uh, them to be on the show a long time ago, and I had him on the show and and whatnot. And Lisa Romanek and all of them, they're 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 friendly with me on Facebook, or they were with you know at the time. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you know the whole story broke and we talked about it on the show here, we kind of read the news and stuff, and and it was funny because as soon as you know you hear somebody say. Or you get, a, you know, somebody get uh, accused of that kind of a charge, you know, of pedophilia. The Ugh. last thing you want is for your wife to go on the internet and start talking up a storm about government conspiracies and how they're going to take all this UFO stuff to court and this and that. And I think, in some ways, uh, Stan Romanek and this whole thing might be an orchestrated event by the government. I think he might have been a plant uh, by the government to really muddy the waters and really just destroy ufology from within. That's just my personal opinion. No. People like him. Yes. I said that too. I, I thought and said that on my show a long time ago. On, I said on, unless this is all an act because he's not a good actor, no. maybe maybe he works for the government and was planted and told to do all this stuff for some reason or another. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was to get us – Maybe used to the idea that aliens could be real, and they're trying to, you know, condition us for that day. Um, so I figured maybe that's what he was in it for. But uh, I always question that too, whether he works for the government somehow or was asked to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like somebody could mm -hmm. knock on my door tomorrow and say, "Look, people know you. Yep. Maybe they, maybe some people trust you, whatever. But we think you'd be a good candidate for this. We'll pay all your bills forever." You know, maybe for ten years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you do this, and you're going to have to take the fall for some things, and would you want to do that? I'd probably say yeah. Yeah, if you pay me enough, why not? I really yeah, hooked one video for free. Might as well get paid for it. Uh, Rich, stick yeah. around. we got to actually go on a commercial break. Oh. Uh, we are going to have open lines when we come back in a few minutes from break. If anybody wants to call in and talk to Rich and ask him any questions, please do so. You know, the number is 786-245-8127. PSN Radio on Skype. Look us up. Check out the chat room at psn-radio.com. We're in there chatting up a storm. Everybody's talking about you, Rich. Very controversial. Call, call in. Ask any questions. We'll be back in a couple minutes from break. This is Skywatchers Radio. Free stuff for you just for listening to this station. 
Yo, we got your attention? Here's how it works. You click on the radio loyalty banner right now and sign up. Then you keep on listening like you already do. But now you earn points. Those points add up, and you can trade them in for cool stuff in the radio loyalty store. Earn more points by sharing your station with friends on Facebook and Twitter, answering surveys, and by using the apps in the new player's app store. Pretty simple. Free stuff just for doing what you already do. Radio loyalty. Click the banner to join now. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, there's another one. Wow. Busy, busy me. So, anyway... Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. My friends keep commenting on my comment. Oh, there's another one. So many comments on my comment. Oh, I can't wait to watch TV tonight. Playoffs! Hey, guys, check out my new video game. Wait, wait. Mom, what? Huh? What? What'd you say? Wait a second. What? This weekend, unplug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. You're listening to the Dark Matter Radio Network. Follow me to Babylon. Don't forget the bong in your carry-on. Gotta fight for a right to the doo-doo sticks. Gotta taste a little busy in my bag of tricks. Follow me into the sun. Purple tip intoxicants for everyone. The right time is right to lay it down. Don't stop talking till we hit the ground. All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio Live again on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, psn-radio.com. Open chat room, open lines. The rest of the way, if you guys want to call in, it doesn't matter if you're west of the Rockies, 
east of the Rockies, north of the equator, or even south of your pants. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. Call in, 786-245-8127. Even if you're in a drunken state, I'd love to hear from you. So please call in, 786-245-8127. And I know Rich would love to take your calls. And I know you take calls on your show. What kind of callers do you get on the AZ UFO show? Which we should definitely uh, plug a little bit more because your show is on, what, Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern? Is that the time that uh, your show airs? Yeah, it's 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific on blogtalkradio.com slash show. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Actually, my show is one of the very first original Blog Talk Radio paranormal shows, so I'm an original host. Yeah. And, um, man, alive, we were bringing in some good numbers at one point, but, uh, you know, I've been gone for a while, so we're starting over, like I said earlier, and uh, things are going well. I mean, you've got to start over. I'm starting from scratch almost again, but our previous listeners i know there's some of them listening to this that are out there that are bringing their friends and family over to the show and you know it's not dark matter but it's blog talk radio and i just think uh, blog talk radio has a long way to go with their technology we still have problems there but (laughs) as far as starting the show on time and not getting our passwords in and it's all of a sudden you hear that is the wrong password please try again then all of a sudden you hear bing and you're hung up on blog to- on a Skype, and you're like, I'm disconnected. Then you're in the chat room saying, Hold on, I'm coming. And next thing you know, <laughs> people are frustrated, you know. And they're like, oh, You're supposed to start at seven o'clock, ten o'clock, you know, Eastern, and uh, now it's ten after. So I lost ten minutes, you know. That's you know what? I, intro. You know what I don't miss about Block Talk Radio, Rich? <laughs> what? Hello, can you hear me? Can you can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, we're live. Oh, okay, yeah, we're on the air. Can you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, we're on the air. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're live on block. We're. I can hear you. Okay, I can. Can you hear me? I hate that. And that used to be every show, man, on Block Talk yep. Radio. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's not much better, but the technology is getting better to where um, I don't sound like I'm on a cell phone anymore. You know. Well, you're doing um, it on Skype now, so you're you're not technically on a cell phone anymore. Well, I've uh, always done it on Skype, but even Skype sounded a little tinny. Yeah. But Anyway, like you, when I listen to you on my cell phone, you know, from the, the I, app I, I have good, to bring huh? dark matter in, yeah, uh, you sound really rich and, and your your voice is very vibrant where I'm sure I'm a little tinny now to those listening. Um, but anyway, so um, I love for people to call into the show. I even have me on the uh, – <laughs> yeah, we bring – we do all sorts of things. I actually call other radio shows live while I'm on my show. and That's always know, fun. I acted like Sylvia Brown on this one, and of course they caught on real quick that it wasn't Sylvia Brown because she's dead. But um, <laughs> they're like, "No, no, Sylvia from Brown, the afterlife. This, this is yeah, this is a guy. <laughs> this isn't Sylvia Brown. How could you tell? I sound the same." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sylvia. Did she yeah. die? Really? I, I missed that. Oh yeah, she's been dead for a year. Oh man, I missed that. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, she's gone. I'll get over it. Yeah, and yet the thing is, she didn't even see it coming. <laughs> so much for the second uh, stuff. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Now you've done sh- you've done shows in the past where you've claimed to be a psychic. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. talk about that yeah, for yeah. a second because you know I did uh, the, <clears throat> back in my blog talk days, and uh, this is a long time ago. I did a, a little spoof show myself called the Cuban Psychic Show because I am Cuban, and I got inspired by you because you actually did psychic shows and you know let's get into that a little bit because you know you're it was a lot of fun listening to some of the stuff you you were covering on that topic and to the callers you would have on that show uh you know what made you come up with an idea to, to say you were psychic let me tell you 
my whole life I've always thought I was psychic. I'm not even kidding about that. I always felt I've had this sixth sense. Really, not kidding at all. So I'm doing this radio show for years, talking about UFOs, running out of ideas. And I decided I'm going to do a show once a month about psychics, and I'll be the psychic. So I figured, uh, you know, I'll take calls and all this, and it was the most unbelievable show I've ever had. <laughs> I had almost a thousand live listeners that night. People were calling in thirty deep on the phone lines. It was ridiculous, yeah. and they all asked me the same thing: Am I going to find a job? Am I going <laughs> am, 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 am I going to find a man? And I'm like, Ugh. so I decided, uh, you know, I'll do the best I can, and they bought it, and people were doing it right. And the first show was a success. Then the next month came, I did it again, and I was off on everything. I couldn't guess one thing right. So it just goes to show, even though you think you're psychic and you have these ideas and feelings that come to you, you could be on or really off, and I was really in the middle there. So I figured 50% wasn't too bad. So one night, this guy calls in, and I said, hey, if you're going to call into my show, I am going to give you the most honest answer I will give you. I will tell you when you're going to die. I will tell you what, you're, what disease you're going to get, whatever. So a guy calls in and he goes, uh, hey, 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 is this for real? And I said, as real as you and I are talking, when am I going to die? And I go, 2036, March 18th. Who's next? He goes, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he goes, don't, don't, don't do You're not supposed to tell us that. And I said, you asked. I just told so it was pretty fun, and uh, then all of a sudden, people were calling in. They're like, well, if you're going to tell me when I'm going to die, when am I going to die? And I'm like, look, I just did it for that one guy. Let's leave it at that. I don't, <laughs> you know, now I know why psychics do what they do. And Sylvia Brown always said, never tell somebody when they're going to die. Well, first of all, you don't want to put that thought into somebody's head. Right. You know? Then they, they live their life as if they're going to die in 2036, March 18th, <laughs> and the guy's like partying, giving out money, and then he doesn't die. <laughs> um, wakes up with a, ho a horrible hangover and he's broke. Now, um, but the thing is, uh, the, that's why I did the psychic show. I really felt I could do it, and that's not not a joke. I really took it seriously, and it worked for a little while, and then I felt bad because I knew I wasn't psychic. You know, I, I it's just people kept calling about stuff that I can't really know. I don't know how to do this. <sighs> I'm not a psychic. I don't know how to trick people and, and lie. You know, like these are real psychics can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sylvia Brown knows how to look somebody in the eye and said, no, I'm right. You're wrong. Look it up. You know, and she tells him that. You know, Sylvia Brown had a very famous episode on Montel Williams, I believe it was, uh, where she said somebody's uh, son had drowned. And uh, yeah. he was missing, and uh, he was dead, and he had drowned, and this and that. And then the son came up, uh, resurfaced. I think he was, like, staying with a girlfriend or something like that. He just ran away uh -huh. from home for a while. I mean, that right there told me that she was full of it. But, you know, I, when I did my Cuban psychic show, Rich, yeah. funny enough, when I, this is it tripped me out. I'll never forget this. I was uh, on one of the calls that I, that I got. And mind you, I'm hamming it up. Sure. You know, I, I was. If you heard the show, I was hamming it up. I was really going all out and and doing the whole psychic thing. But I was doing it in a in a comical way, thinking that the audience was getting it. That it was a joke, and I even called it the the Cuban psychic educator guesser show or something like that. <laughs> Educated guesser. And I had this one caller which freaked me out because I kept telling him, "Oh yeah, well this is going to happen." Or did you get into an argument with this person or that person? Just making random stuff up. And he kept saying, "Yeah." No, we. No, I know I'm Michael. Yeah, we got into. Oh my God! How'd you, like he kept going along with everything, and, I'm, and at one point I'm like, "Wait a second, am I really psychic or what's going right, on?" Right. And the guy hangs up like 
th- you know, thanking me and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know, like what just happened there? Like I was a hundred percent on point on everything. And I'm like throwing random stuff at the guy. And then he messages me a couple of days later, thanking me for, you know, the show. And if I'm going to do another one to please let him know. And I replied back and I'm like, dude, was any of that, you know, real? Yeah. Because I was just, you know, joking, you know, I was yeah, just yeah. throwing guesses out there. And he goes, oh, no, no, I was lying my, through my teeth. None of that was real. Oh. I just I just had a lot of fun with it, and, that, you know, it was a fun show. And then I started thinking, I'm like, how many people do that, actually, when there's some psychics on TV or on, on radio or whatever? And they call in, and they just play along with, you know, with the gag, basically. Because it's fun, you know, and that, that's what this guy told me. Oh, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it sounded like you were having a good time, so I yeah. wanted to be part of the joke. And funny enough, you know, this was years ago. He's still a friend of mine on Facebook. Huh. To this you day, know, he listens to the shows. That's amazing. That's amazing. But... I have a uh, – I did one – my that first show I was doing where a guy called in and he goes, can you please help me? I call into a lot of psychics and I, I just – I've been listening to you tonight and you've been dead on. And I said, yeah, what can I help you with? He goes, I'm in a court battle and I go with a family member and he goes, yeah. And I go, with your sister or something? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. <laughs> he goes, so we're going to court and my mother passed away and my sister's not in her will. And she left me a significant amount of land and money, and now she's taking me to court wanting it all for herself. Do you, w- am I going to win these court battles? And I go, first of all, are you near a train track or something? He goes, well, what do you mean? Uh, why? And I go, well, for some reason I'm getting the feeling that you're by train tracks for some reason. All of a sudden we hear a train whistle in the background, and he goes <laughs> – there's a he goes. I live a hundred yards away from the train tracks. They go right behind my barn, and then and you can hear the train go by on the show. So I did the show with knowing that I heard the train and guessed it. And how did I know? And then I told him about his chances of winning uh, the next uh, you know court case and then what's going to happen. And he would call in three weeks later. And or email me telling me that you've been right about everything. I even described his sister perfectly. She has long blonde hair, straight blonde hair down to her butt, and she wears all black all the time. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, yeah, that's my sister. She's evil. I said, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, was he pulling my chain? Maybe. I don't think he was because you can get a sense for some people, and I'm pretty good at that. So I think. But – um it's amazing. Like, are we psychic? Uh, every, uh, according to the psychics, we all have it in us. But not me. I don't have a psychic bone in my body, Rich. Well, because your nope. brain is clouded, you have to clear your mind, Angel. Don't you know these things? Shh, clear we don't talk your about, mind. Remember, it's not legal in Florida yet, my friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, all right, good point. Anyway, moving on. Not a psychic bone in my body, Rich. Not one. I, you know, in doing that show uh, that I did. Uh, confirmed it for me. <laughs> I know, I know. And you used to—I remember you used to tell me all the time. You and uh, Todd used to call me after the show, and they're like, "So, how was your your guessing going on tonight? <laughs> yeah. How was your estimated best guess show go?" The <laughs> educated like, guesser, Rich yeah, Giordano. Yeah. Because you're going to be right sometimes. You just, you just yeah, you know, a lot of what these psychics do, man, they just really do take educated guesses because we're all, you know, we're all interrelated in a lot of ways. If somebody says, yeah, man, I'm having court problems, chances are is a family member. Yeah, good right. chance. Oh, that. yeah, you know I mean? right. I didn't even think of that. That's right. Chances are it's going to be a family member. Oh, well, it's, it's going, something's going on with your family. Yeah, how'd yeah. you know? Well, yeah. 
you know, family or friend, yeah. Good or guesser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> now, when so, people come, they come to my show. I mean, they're not always going to get the UFO topic. Now, I've changed a little thing. Do you know there was 13 years that Jesus went missing? Did you ever know about this? I do know that. Yeah. I never knew about that. I just saw him doing a show next Sunday, uh, the 13 hidden years of Jesus, if, if anybody wants to come by and listen. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm so done with doing UFOs every week that uh, I'm planning on doing that type of show. You know, I want to do everything, everything. Like Art Bell did everything. Yeah, you know? no, it's it's not easy to just have one genre. And this is why I, I love doing different kind of shows. Like I do the Jackal's Head on Sunday nights. I do this show on Tuesday nights. I have the Roundtable show on Thursday nights. Uh, all different genres because it's really tough just to stay on one topic always, you know, and be known as that one yeah. guy. And it's funny because before I got back on this show, you know, we've, we – rebooted this show back in December of last year and uh, before that I hadn't done Scout Watchers in a couple of years and I was concentrating more on the Jackal's Head on Sunday nights and stuff and and uh, I was on Mac Maloney's show uh, last year oh. and he referred to me as the UFO guy he has a UFO show and it's a great show <laughs> and I'm like really like I've had very few UFO topics on my show in the last like year <laughs> because I really was trying to like weave myself away from the topic as, you know a little bit not because I'm sick with the topic or I didn't want to do it anymore just because you know I'm interested in a lot of different things and that, that's the great thing about the show on Sunday is that I could you know kind of like open up and do all kinds of different topics and talk about different things and and whatnot but you know again going back to the original reason why we got into this rich you know this is still a topic that we're all you know invested in because we do want to know the final answer are we alone is there life on another planet so you know that part of me would never go away and that part of me would never want to stop doing these shows uh, until we get that answer or until i drop dead yeah that's probably going to happen first though yeah. Just saying. No, yeah, you'll you'll die soon. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm I'm just a big a little psychic today. Yeah, so. I'm I'm a big guy and uh, I'm Cuban. Jeez, you we know I just long. lost fifty pounds. <laughs> oh, did you? 50, That's a good thing. Fifty. Fifty. How'd you do that? Did you go on some uh, crazy I'm, crash diet? Like can I tell burns? you? I'll tell you what I tell everybody else, and this is not a joke. I think I'm dying. Nah. Not joke. No, 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 no. I'm not Come joking. No. I really no. I believe it. Okay, no. look. I went. I was up to two fifty. Now I'm only five nine and a half. Barely touching. Barely. Not five. Really, nine I'm, and a half. I'm taller than you. Really? Yeah, but you know, wow. I, I I worked out my whole life, better. so I have a lot. I have a. Oh, so you're well, saying you have a better physique than I? Than much I do. better. Much better. Oh, okay. Same. And okay. Uh, so, uh, but not working out for the last couple of years has taken its toll, and uh, I gained a little weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I started losing all this weight. In three months, I lost 61 pounds, and I've gained 10 back since, so about 51 pounds. Now, for my frame, I was pretty big, but I hit it pretty good, you know, wearing extra big shirts. And people still – people are like, are you start you working out again? You look huge. I'm like, um, no. <laughs> but I think I'm dying. So for those of you who may not know me or may just meet me now on the show, if I'm not here a year from now – that's why I disappeared. I, I shrunk into nothing. I've lost so much weight. I ate the same thing every day. I don't change what I eat. Very rarely. So how could I have lost all that weight? And now I'm stuck around 190. So I'm happy with that. But still, man, alive. How do you have lose you... weight without trying? Um, I went to the doctor. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. Have you gone to see a doctor? And, uh... Yeah, yeah. Borderline at the time, my, my blood pressure was 190 over one. Wow, really? One, 190 over 101, and wow. now it's 100 over 78, so I'm back to normal. But uh, You know what's crazy? I'm a lot bigger than you, Rich, and that's where my blood pressure is at. 
I know, and I and I don't know how I gained the weight. I don't know how I lost it. My thyroid's fine. Uh, maybe I was abducted, you know, and they <laughs> they fed me a lot of nutrients while I was away. Who knows? It could be. Could Who be. Knows? Maybe they, maybe they fixed up. you. Maybe they fixed you like they did uh, Travis Walton. <laughs> they fixed me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. You, Do you know, know. I, you know, I fell asleep right next to Travis Walton during the Phoenix Lights movie. I fell asleep no. snoring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, well, I was up the night before. Like the, every every year, they have the Phoenix Lights. Uh, Doctor Lynn puts out the the her new edition of her movie, and uh-huh. it's and it's at Harkins Theater. So the showings at one o'clock and three o'clock. Uh, you know, every couple hours for that one day around March thirteenth. And I've been to every one of her shows, and uh, sometimes I'll speak in front of the the whole you know the whole audience there. Um, sometimes I won't, but um, I was so tired. I came in and I sat in the very front row, and I look over to my left, and it's Travis Walton, <laughs> right on the aisle, and I'm on the aisle. And then to the right of me, believe it or not, was Jeff Woolwine. Oh, your people. favorite, yeah. <laughs> and then next to him was a Mufon person, and then behind me was Alejandro Rojas, and a couple of Mufon reps, and. Uh, all of a sudden, I get jolted. Somebody knocks me, you know, and and bumps into me, and like, Rich, what? What? And I was asleep, <laughs> and it was um, it was him, Travis Walton knocked Travis on my arm, woke you and, up, <laughs> yeah, and he, and uh, and I looked like I was in like a, a gang. I came in with my full <laughs> beard. I had a beard. I was wearing my headband. I had my glasses on. <laughs> I mean, I was just so tired and I fell asleep during the movie, which I've seen 19 times. So I fell asleep and I was snoring during the oh, movie. Oh my God. That's so and, funny. Uh, and he pulled on my arm and, and you know, I'm, I was leaning on my chin and I fell into my shoulder and he goes, wake up. <laughs> and he started laughing, and then and then I looked behind me, and uh, Jeff Woolwine. I go, Jeff, why didn't you wake me? You well, hear me snoring. He goes, he goes. Well, I didn't want you to hit me, man. You know, I didn't know what you, I didn't know what you would do. And I go, you thought it was funny. I was snoring, jerk. Uh, you gotta you gotta put yourself in his shoes, though. You know, he probably did think, well, if I say anything, you know, he's just gonna get up and slap me in front of everybody. You know, he doesn't I, like I, the answer it is. <laughs> My mouth was open and everything, he said. You're yeah, drooling so. a little bit, probably. I, they said I was asleep for about 15 minutes, and I started snoring. They didn't uh. know I was asleep until I was snoring. <laughs> you should have played that off and been like, oh, no, this is just very boring, man. I'm just bored. Just, I'm <laughs> playing. I'm not really sleeping. I was just playing. Fooled you guys. Uh, Fooled you. That's that a funny so story, funny. though, man. That's really funny, though. You know, Travis, uh, you know, this, that's an interesting case, the Travis Walton case. Uh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Right out in Arizona. You know, and it's funny because out of all the abductees, Rich, he is like the one guy that I really believe had an yeah. experience. Out of all of them. Like, I, I 100% believe Travis was abducted by something. You know, whether it was aliens, whether it was government uh, experiment that was going on out there, and he just got, you know, Wrong place, wrong time. And whatever it was, I do think something happened to Travis physically. He was removed from that area by something or somebody. He spent those days away because they had him somewhere and they were doing stuff to him. And like I said, maybe they did fix you. And I think they did fix Travis. I mean, in fact, when I had Travis on the show a long time ago, I asked him that question. Uh, if he thinks that maybe he was killed by accident by the beam that hit him. And oh. they, they took him into the ship to repair him. Wow. And he's and his answer was like, you know, that's a very possible answer. That's a very oh. possible idea. Because I've never been sick since. Like, he doesn't get sick, he says. He, right. doesn't, he hasn't gotten the flu since, like, the early 80s. Okay, so, or a really bad, like, you know, 
head cold or anything like that in decades. So, I mean, the guy doesn't get sick, never goes, he has to go to the hospital, nothing. He even went back to work after all that, and he worked for, like, 20 years in the same company, and then he retired. But he's in perfect health. You know, never had any health issues or anything. So maybe they fixed him so good that, you know, he'll live to be 100 without any problems and no health issues. You know, you bring up an interesting point. Now, I haven't been sick either in many years. I mean, I haven't been sick at all. But now you're dying, Rich. But now I'm dying, so I think they're letting me die. No, um, one thing is, I it may be possible. You never hear about how people get abducted and they they when they wake up their clothes are different or they're on backwards or yeah. they wake up with bruises. Well, there was a, a couple of months ago, and I swear to God, I'm not even making this up. I I actually had the thought that I was abducted and dropped on my bed because I woke up. With a, sh- a shoulder injury that was so bad, I couldn't use my arm for three months. It's as if something happened in my sleep where my shoulder was out of place or something. Hmm. And and that's happened. And I've had it to where, like, that side of my body was numb. Like, my knees were numb. My heels and my feet were numb. Like, just real strange things were happening to the right side of my body. You know, like, I, you know, I don't know what happened. But, man, alive, I kept getting these injuries while I'm sleeping. That's and, weird. Yeah, that's bizarre. Like I was fighting or something and they, you know, threw me into the bed. Like, shut up! And just threw me. Or who knows what happened. But um, the you injury... You tough was... guy, just take it. We're, gonna, we're here to help you out. Let's fatten this guy up. No, let's make him smaller. He's too strong. <laughs> A little bit skinnier, he won't be able to resist and fight back. Uh, Rich, look, we're almost out of time here on the show, man, and I hate this part of the show because you know we, we got to leave in a few minutes uh i want to give you the opportunity to again give the uh the audience your link so they can follow your show uh, again is on sunday night <coughs> airs at the same time as my jackal's head show so proceed with caution audience pick your choice it's all no, um, I, I i'm telling you right now i don't want to give them the link nobody called in nobody cared no, nobody wanted to know anything more about me, so forget it. I don't want them to come to my show. I'm kidding, joking. Joking. I love everybody the same. All right, so the show is uh, it's on blogtalkradio.com slash AZUFO show. It's on Sunday nights as the Jackal's Head. But yes. it's on, your show's on on Sundays at the same time at, at 7 o'clock Pacific? Yeah, 10 p.m. Eastern has been on there for three years now, but it actually is going to be moving after the summer to a different time slot. So, and then you do this show right after, and then I do this show on Tuesday nights. Yeah, wow, I'm a busy man, and I produce Bill and Nancy Burns Future Theater every Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Oh, by the way, Bill Burns is the best. He really is. What a great guy. And Nancy, I never met you, but I've heard you're wonderful. Love you a lot. I I hope uh, we can someday meet and all be friends really seriously i mean that um because i do love bill burns i love watching him and of course back then i mean what did i know i was new to everything so I was yeah. but uh seriously i'm doing the show it's going to be bigger and better than it ever was and i'm not going to be such a jerk <laughs> so anyway hopefully you guys will um, come over to my show and visit your show at the same time maybe do simultaneous you know oh ah, well, we might we might do something like that one day. You I know, may this pull is... into your show as someone you may never heard of. That'll work. Maybe I'll <laughs> re- bring back one of my old voices and call into your show and introduce so, your new audience uh, to I, Mr. P. We could both use the callers. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know what's funny though? On this show, it, the funniest thing happens. We get callers like the, the day after, and they're like, "Man, that guest you had on was really rocking, man. I really wanted to ask him. Can you ask him some questions for me?" I'm like, "Dude, why don't you just call in when yeah. the show was on and ask him yourself?" I don't get it, but it, it happens all the time. But anyway, we're all out of time. Rich, you've been awesome, man. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you for uh, you know for being here for the two hours or hour and a half. And uh, again, everybody, check out the AZ UFO show. I know it's on Block Talk Radio. My condolences, but it's a good show. Check him out. Uh, we'll have him back on here soon. You know, it's always a lot of fun when Rich joins the show. So, Rich, my friend, thank you again for being here, buddy. Grazie, grazie. Enjoyed. I had a great time. Thank you, guys. We'll be back on next week, right here on Skywatchers Radio, live on the Dark Matter Radio Network and on PSN Radio. See you then. <laughs>